Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful Thursday morning. Uh, what you were listening to prior to me coming on was the Petersons, uh, Who Holds uh, Tomorrow. I know Who Holds Tomorrow, rather. I'm sorry. And uh, But I tell you what, if you haven't ever listened to the Petersons, they have some, man, they talk about them kids have some major talent. And uh, their mom's in the background playing the, the bass. Uh, the, and uh, it is... Uh, Get a chance to go to YouTube, check it out. I guess I got some really. If you're into that kind of music, you know, I I like bluegrass. I, I'm very eclectic in my music listening. I'm anywhere from '80s hair band <laughs> to uh, '50s and '60s and '70s music. I like jazz. I like classical. I like bluegrass and uh, rap. I hate with a passion, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know. But I I like old country. You know, so I'm I'm very eclectic in my what I'm listening to. So. Uh, uh, I like to I like different genres and and particularly when I'm studying I like classical I like listening to that too. it's kind of something soft in the background I'm studying I always got to have some noise going on I can't even go to bed without the TV on you know so I've always got to have that that background uh, uh, going on so yeah check them out if you get a chance they're they're pretty good uh, let's uh, do our uh, pledge of allegiance this morning so let's stand and uh, yes let us stand <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Praise the Lord for that wonderful pledge, what it stands for, what it represents, the freedoms we have in this country. My friends, you know, I am, like many of you, I have been very vocal and very upset um, with the uh, E. Tennessee State University basketball team kneeling at the anthem. Uh, I think far more outraged than those who support it, information on what I've seen on social media. And, uh, you know, as I said, they are cowards. I have literally no use for anybody uh, who would burn the flag or to kneel at the anthem. In fact, one individual was commenting on uh, underneath the local news post and uh, she said, yeah, they need to burn the flag. Yeah, I said all that stuff. And I looked at her profile. And I tell you what, it's a good thing she keeps her face hidden. <laughs> Not that I'd ever hit a woman, but you know what I'm saying? I just, I'd just, i love to, to get a hold of somebody like you and just really let them know what I think of them. <laughs> but, uh, so but she had pictures of the flag burning and all that stuff. So, But the point is, you know, um, we do have the freedom. We do have the free speech for these individuals to kneel at the anthem. I agree with that. I understand that aspect of it, but it doesn't give them the right. It is disrespectful. Now, here's something I find very interesting. They had a, uh, they interviewed a woman. Of course, it's an African American woman uh, who claimed to be a veteran, which you know she very well may be. You know, I'm, I'm not to say she wasn't, but um, just I think it's ironic they found this one woman, Vietnam vet supposedly, and also a uh, next professor at ETSU. Very coincidental. Uh, you know, it's as if if they try to find people, just because you're, you know, there's, uh, respect our veterans dearly, and, and uh, but not all people just because they served are automatically good people and conservative. There's very liberal people out there uh, that uh, who served and have some really crazy ideas. But um, uh, one thing that she said, well, they are peacefully kneeling and demonstrating because of the oppression and the, the segregation and, and uh, that's being seen among uh, our uh, African-Americans or people of color. 
And, of course, I'm paraphrasing. But here's the thing, though. All right? If our country is so uh, racist, did we not elect a president, black president once but twice? Just saying. All right? Everybody in this country. See, I wrote this underneath uh, uh, the local news post, and uh, they deleted it. Because uh, I quoted exactly back what she said. And here's what I was saying was the fact that you say there's oppression, there's, you say that there's racism, you say that uh, uh, there's no equality. Well, here's the thing, all right? Look at all the black doctors, black attorneys, black CEOs, black generals. You know, there's, there's no, everybody in this country has the same ability to succeed. It's just how much work you want to put into it. And so, you know, that's what it boils down to. Everybody, look at Ben Carson, who grew up in poverty-stricken conditions and where he's at today, a famous brain surgeon who's done all these wonderful things. And, you know, so this, this erroneous belief that a certain race is being held back and held down uh, because of, of racial injustice uh, or uh, social injustice, whatever you want to call it, is, is bogus. All right, I'm not saying that racism does not exist. It will always exist as long as evil exists. But here's something you need to take very close note of. Uh, uh, apparently, they had a little march yesterday at uh, uh, East Tennessee State University uh, brought on by some graduate students. In fact, uh, the article uh, said that uh, it's important that white people are there and kneeling and uh, saying that black lives matter. People, all lives matter, all right? And, you know, I'm so sick of this erroneous uh, belief that it's only one particular race that matters. All lives matter. We should respect all people and show the love of Christ to all individuals. But here's something you need to be very aware of. And I don't know how many picked up on this. It was uh, Josh Smith on WJHL yesterday. He said uh, he made a little flub. And he said uh, they were kneeling because of racial uh, or social uh, equality. But he said, oh, no, equity. He changed it real quick. He said equality, but equity is very important. See, it's very important you pick up on these words that are being used, equity in place of equality. See, Biden administration using this. He caught himself. Uh, you know, I think Josh Smith's a great guy. I got no problems with him. I'm one of the nicest guys I ever met. You know, I got no problem with him. But I'm just talking about the verbiage being used here. He said equity in place of equality. Now, in our Constitution, all men are created equal with inalienable rights. We should be created and we should be treated equally and the same despite race, color, or gender. I agree with that. But equity, my friends, is very important because equity is the fact that uh, uh, it should be uh, divided right down the line and everybody should have the same thing. So if two men are in a room, one has a dollar and one has five dollars, it's not because of racial injustice that he has, one may have a dollar and another has a five, one may have spent most of his five dollars or maybe the other one uh, just got paid or maybe the other one uh, has a better job. Who knows the difference? But in equity, everybody should have the same thing. What does that sound like? Socialism. Everybody should have the same thing. No, no group should be higher than the other. And so that's what. So what you're getting into is tribalism. You're getting into tyranny. You're 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 biting into the curb of freedom. This is what is happening. This is what we're seeing here. And you have these uh, ignorant children who are, are are being brainwashed. 
into this socialist agenda, and that is where we're getting to uh, the the meat of the of the matter here. And uh, you know, it, it it is nauseating to see the amount of liberal and liberal ideas that are being pushed at ETSU and in this community, and it, and the fact that so many young people think that it's embarrassing to be white. They need to renounce their whiteness. In fact, even in an article in regards to this, they said that you know, like I said, the that white people need to say Black Lives Matter. And then uh, this little guy on uh, ETSU's little uh, news, uh, their little local news things on the on the university uh said that uh, you need to look in the mirror and you know guys this is this is crap this is garbage and you know they said this is oppression and police brutality where all right there are some isolated incidents incidents where there has been police brutality in part but 99.9% of the time, it's usually somebody is running from them, somebody is fighting them, and so they're trying to defend themselves. I don't care what race you are, what color you are, the police have a job to do. And if you're fighting against them, shooting at them, running at them, or running away from them, what do you think is going to happen? It's bogus. And to sit there and say that people are oppressed and police is baloney. All right, like I said, it happens. There, as long as evil exists in the world, there are going to be bad people. But not all cops are bad people. You have a few. You have bad in everything. Believe it or not, there are bad preachers out there. But the fact it is, a majority of police men and women are trying to protect your sorry backsides and trying to do the best they can and putting their lives on the line each and every day. And so, you know, I have had absolutely a bellyful. Of, of this kneeling. I don't care what the hell they try to justify it. It is disrespectful and it is bull. And I, and I, and it is, if they're so, like I said before, if they're so concerned about, uh, r- racial oppression, inequality, or rather just between inequality and equity. Remember that. When you hear those, remember there's, a, there's, you have to listen to what the words are being said. There is a distinct difference. And if they're so worried about inequality, uh, then why aren't they, you know, instead of being a coward and kneeling out there, uh, then get out in the community and do some work on relations between police officers and the community. It, it, it is mind blowing. And to see these all majority whites at this uh, ETSU thing is just it's just it's just sickening. Uh, it's just absolutely nauseating. It truly is. And I'm it, to show how indicative. So we used to be in the Bible Belt here. We used to be predominantly conservative, predominantly Christian. Not anymore. Not when now when you had the Johnson City Commission now having opening up in a Hindu prayer. That is baloney. Yes, we have the the the. Uh, we don't live in a theocracy. You are, you have the right to worship any way that you want to. But all right, there's only one true God, and you can't tell me there's so many Hindus on the John City Commission that they had to have a Hindu to come in and open their prayer. That is bogus. It's pandering uh, to those on the left and to prove a point to those who are on the Freedom From Religion organization who's been coming under, they've been coming under fire from them and for uh, us as police chaplains. Uh, because uh, uh, of our of any Christianity being pushed, so this way they try to appease everyone, and it ain't going to work. You're not going to always make everybody happy all of the time. You know, I didn't mean to spend such a long time on that, but I have had a I'm just sick to death of this crap, this liberal crap that uh, ETSU was pushing out there, brainwashing and indoctrinating our children uh, in this liberal socialist ideals and they're too stupid to realize what's being done.
And uh, they're taking away our freedoms, people. This is what is happening. Our freedom is being taken away. It is time that we stand up and push back. I'm not saying physically, but ideologically, we need to start pushing back and put it, and start ingraining into our children that the, all men are created equal. And everybody has the same opportunity here. You can't judge a few isolated instances and, and paint a broad brush on every individual. I'm sick of the cancel culture. I'm sick of, of all this stuff. And I tell you what, anybody, I catch you burning a flag, uh, I'm just telling you right now, you, they're going to put me in jail. I'm not going to put up with it. But uh, in this kneeling stuff, everybody, I'm telling you, I wish I hope everybody doesn't won't go to another game that ETSU has. I hope they lose every sponsor, uh, benevolent giving that they get. And uh, uh, I, uh, I'll be honest with you, I just, I just hope everybody, when they see these individuals, just let them know what cowards they are. So, all right. <laughs> Let's look at our verse this morning. We're going to look at John seventeen twenty two through 23 this morning. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one, just as we are one, I in them, and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me, and have loved them as you have loved me. John seventeen twenty two through 23. But friends, you know, we know, or at least I hope you understand and realize that the Bible uh, is, as I, I said this the other day, is truth, it is inerrant, it is efficient, sufficient, it is infallible. Uh, we can trust the Word of God. When everything else is crumbling around us, we can trust in God's holy Word. All right, That's the one thing that is the constant in our lives, the litmus test for all things. There was... Uh, I forgot what it was under. Um, I forgot now what it was under, what article I was reading under this. Uh, I always like to look at some of the comments, get some ideas. And, oh, I know what it was. Somebody had a picture of a piece of scripture in the Bible in reference to women shouldn't be dressing like men and men shouldn't be dressing like women. And in other words, they were uh, discussing how God's word truly and clearly speaks against uh, homosexuality in all of its forms. And uh, the some of the, the ignorance that was put out there said, oh, you can't trust something that's been around. He said, uh, how, something that was written 2,000 years ago doesn't apply to today. And, and the Bible, it changes every time it's written. And it's just, just really just ignorant, goofy, stupid stuff in regards to the Bible. Just, I just want to put on there, you're, you're idiots. You're, you're, you're just parroting such ignorance out there. And uh, the Bible is is the same yesterday uh, 2,000 years ago as it is today. It is just as relevant. In fact, there was things that they were dealing with 2,000 years ago that we're dealing with today. It's no different. All right? Uh, it still applies to today. And uh, the fact that they try to say the Bible, every time it changes, it's written, it's changing. No, it's not. Uh, you know, we have to write, the Bible has been written in different languages, and there may be subtle differences in the fact that uh, uh, you know the, those in another country might not understand uh, how the King Jimmy may word something, so they may have to paraphrase certain things in the Bible, so that to be, so those in those countries can have a better understanding of what God's word is trying to convey to them. But it doesn't change the message. But we can take just by the Dead Sea Scrolls alone uh, that, that were found in the Kumon community uh, in the caves there. We can see, uh, I think it was Isaiah, Jeremiah, I want to say Esther, um, might have been Ezekiel, uh, that they uh, found that it was no different than what we have today. So, you know, these ignorant comments just shows their lack of knowledge and understanding in regards to God's word and uh, theology as a whole. 
And uh, so it's sad that the world has such hatred and condemnation. You know, I like what somebody had on the other day said that if um, these atheists, you know, they, they're so upset because they say that God doesn't exist. Well, neither does the Easter Bunny or Santa Claus or, uh, you know, some of these other fictional characters don't exist either. But you'll see them getting mad and angry, upset about that. So if God doesn't exist, why are they so upset about it? You know, if he's, if he's truly a fictional character, because deep down they know that he is real. Okay? And that's why they can't stand it. That's why they hate it. That's why they despise it. Um, but uh, but let, me, let me back up just a little bit there. I said that, uh, and uh, uh, if you have some little ones in the house, uh, you know, I hope I didn't upset anyone. Uh, Santa Claus uh, did really exist, and he truly lives on in eternity in heaven. In fact, there's a really good book that Dad wrote that there really is a Santa Claus uh, that uh, if you haven't got a copy, let us know, and we'll try to get you one. So uh, if, I, uh, if I said anything, get that book that explains that Santa Claus uh, is in fact real. So, but you'll have to read it uh, to get its full context. But uh, so anyway, um, yeah. So you know, we need to make sure that we are having that trust in God's word. We're having that trust in Jesus Christ. We're having that trust in God that we try to connect with God in a more meaningful way. Uh, that we are intimate with God. You know, uh, we we need to be open and honest with the Lord. You know, if we are not fully trusting God, if there's some sort of lie that we are, are living in, we need to address that. We need to take that spiritual pulse, if you will, and to, to work on uh, that relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, there is a, a little quote here I thought made good sense in regards to this teaching this morning. Uh, it says, A good barometer of intimacy is sex in a marriage. Intimacy is not sex, but the indicator of its existence. When the trust element is high, so is intimacy. How is your trust element in relationship to the Lord? God craves intimacy with person or he cares for deeply. I would say that he cares deeply for you, wouldn't you? Take a second and, uh, oh, I'm sorry, it, it was, I want to say was take a second and look at, it'll go back and look at those verses reading this morning in John 17, 22 through 23. But, uh, but we need to have that, uh, that intimacy with God. And we have that, we walk with him. Uh, you know, like those songs, I walk with, he walks with me, he talks with me, he, he says that I am his own. You know, we need to make sure that we're having that time with the Lord. You know, you cannot be intimate with someone if you never talk to them, if you don't find out their interests, find out their wants and, and likes and dislikes. Uh, and you cannot have that connection if there's no communication. Well, there's not a connection with so many Christians between them and God because there's not a communication. So many people lack their time in their prayer life, lack that time in scripture reading, lack that time in their desires for the Lord. And we need to make sure that we're striving every day to have that closeness, that intimacy, that growth with God each and every day. And, uh, and I think that's why there's so many Christians who are so apathetic and complacent because of their lack of intimacy with God, their lack of closeness with God, their lack of desire for God. We need to make sure we are on fire, we are excited, and we're striving for that mind of Christ daily. We're growing spiritually. It is imperative. So ask yourself, you know, are you, uh, uh, are you being honest and open uh, when it comes to the things of God? Are you experiencing intimacy in a greater measure when it comes to the things of God? Or are you living in denial and false intimacy with God? These are some things we need to address and look at each and every day in regards to our Christian life. Let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for your grace and your mercy. Uh, Lord, just help us every day to be close to you. Lord, let us walk as close to you as Enoch did. 
Help us, Lord Jesus, to have the mind of Christ, to strive to know more of you, uh, to live a life that is glorifying to you. Lord, let us be intimate and open and honest and trust you in all things. Lord, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with our president, vice president, this administration, that they will come to know you and that you'll touch their hearts and minds in a mighty way. Lord, I pray you be the people of this nation. Lord, that you open their hearts and eyes before it's too late. And Lord, I do pray that uh, you'll be with our sister in Christ, Kim Penix, and Wendy Lee, and Ginger Hood, and Troy, and Lennon and David Feathers who are dealing with loss of uh, their aunt. Uh, Lord, I do pray that you'll be with uh, Jane Kitchings and Larry and Donna Knight. Uh, Lord, I do pray that uh, uh, you'll be with Ron Thompson and Roger Winters. And uh, Lord, we continue to be with my families who are dealing with loss as well. Uh, Lord, be with us. Lead us. God, and watch your protection we meet again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I hope you all have a good day. I appreciate you uh, uh, watching and listening this morning. Uh, Karen, uh, if you are by the church, let me know, and I'll get you a copy of that book that she says she'd like to have a copy. Or if you I want me to mail that to you, just uh, send me an email message or something with your address, and we'll get that mailed out to you. And um, uh see some other great comments on here, some very wonderful people, and appreciate you. Well, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.